Look at your neighbor and just tell them you're thankful for him today. Amen. It's a good way to start it out, ain't it? I said it's a good way to start it out, ain't it? What I found out, if you're thankful more, you'll complain less. <laughs> if you're taking notes, that would be one you wanted to write down, so... I just thought if you, compla- if, you, if you praise God more and you're thankful more, you'd complain less. 95, 1 and 2 out of Psalm. 95, 1 and 2 out of Psalm. Talking about being thankful. And after this, guys, i got a quick video, and you'll love the video. Um, so let's get ready for it. It says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. So let's just make a joyful noise to the Lord right now. Would you just applaud him? Just let's make some noise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just kind of cool. So I did this in the last service. So we're getting ready to do tithes and offerings. Uh, Right. do, Do this. Grab your phone for a second and text that person who's not here yet, or your spouse or your kids or whoever it is, uh, and, and just say, I'm thankful for you. So just share that. It'll be a good time that you can do that. That way you won't look totally weird while everybody else is doing it. Uh, and just say, I'm thankful for you. And it, it could change somebody's life if we would just continue to uh, be thankful uh, for that. And then uh, while you're at it, uh, I want you to write down on your tithing envelope, regardless if you got money in it or not. Take a tithing envelope and just write on there. Help us out. Just go, I'm thankful for uh, Jesus. I'm thankful for, you know, this, that. I'm thankful I live in America. Whatever. Just so to encourage one another. And I'll pray for the offering, and then we'll roll the video. So, Lord, we're just thankful uh, for your holy presence. We're thankful for the Holy Spirit. We're thankful for uh, we live in America. We're thankful that we have our health. We're thankful um, that we can all be saved uh, through the love of Jesus, and uh, we're thankful today uh, that we have each other, and we got an opportunity uh, this week to have the the greatest Thanksgiving we've ever had, and we give you the glory for it ahead of time. In Jesus' name, amen. Give him thankful applause, and go ahead, roll the video. Now that I have all of your valuable attention, 
because trust me, nobody likes texting and twittering and snap imaging as much as I do. I just want to take this opportunity to tell you how thankful I am for all of you. I'm thankful for this meal because nobody makes green bean casserole like your mama. <laughs> and I'm thankful for this family, watching you grow and follow your dreams. It's an honor to pray for each of you when I go to bed every night. And I'm thankful I can still chew my own food. <laughs> All right, you go next. Huh? Go. Oh, okay. Uh, well, first of all, I'm not as thankful for the green bean casserole as this guy is. <laughs> but I am thankful. I'm thankful that God blessed me as a dad. Um. Let me go through a couple of things and then we'll get into the message today. The message comes from Luke chapter 18, uh, verses 10 uh, through 14. So if you turn there, just kind of hold your place. And um, I titled this message, uh, Be Thankful and Not Prideful. A um, couple of announcements. So if you don't have any place to go or you want to come up here, we will be here at 1 o'clock on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, frying a couple turkeys, playing some board games, so come on up. We've been doing that for a long time, and it's, it's such a great uh, outreach. It's a good way to, for the brethren to get together. Uh, we're doing Christmas caroling. We start here on December 1st on Wednesday night. Uh, we're going to do it every Saturday night at the Warrington location, and we start at the North location on the 8th. That schedule's in your, um, it's in your bulletin there, so take it with you. Uh, Christmas production uh, is going to be the 16th and the 17th. That play is going to be totally awesome. So we hope that you and your family will come to that. It is just going to, it's called uh, Santa's Salvation. And uh, it's just, it's, it's just phenomenal, all the people involved in it. So stay updated uh, for the practices and rise with me. We'll pray for the word and we'll get into it today. So Lord, we're thankful that all your, all your family has, all your children have come here today, um, and all those who are on live stream and those who are at the other locations, Lord, we ask you to bless them today that they leave here encouraged, uh, excited about uh, this wonderful holiday, Lord God, that we turn this one day holiday uh, into the way we live, and uh, we give you the glory ahead of time for the results uh, that we have achieved through your word, and uh, thy name of Jesus, amen. One more time, applaud the Lord one more time. Tell somebody you're thankful for him. Turn around and look at him or yell at somebody online or something. I'm thankful for you. Praise God. Um, so we did pick up all the Christmas boxes, and I'm thankful for uh, Barb and Kokomo Joe. 292 Christmas boxes you guys did. Really awesome. I think that's the most we've ever done. So uh, the spirit of Christmas is alive and well. Hey, just kind of a, uh, just kind of a, a nerd um, 
survey. How many of you guys already listen to Christmas music? So, 102, yeah, I'm in it, 102.5. It's not too early, so go ahead and just get into it. I'm excited about Christmas. Amen? Uh, pardon me? Yeah, Thanksgiving. Amen. Um, so, here we go with the reading of Luke chapter 18, verses 10 uh, through 14. We're talking about two people here. Uh, one's thankful and one's not actually. And we'll break this down as we go. Um, before we dive in, let me give three definitions of humility. One is humility. It's a low view of one's importance uh, or someone that takes care of others before themselves. Thankfulness is gratitude and appreciation. Gratitude and appreciation. Uh, for all you who have children out there, say appreciation. You may have to say that this Christmas if they don't appreciate the gifts, amen? And pride is to refer to being in high regard or high-headed or high-minded. Uh, and we'll talk about how you, uh, your family or your mom or your dad has told you to, to come off of your high horse. We'll talk about that in the service and, and give some sp uh, scriptural definitions of thankfulness, pride, and humility. So I'll tell you ahead of time, if you're going to fall under one banner or the other, just make sure it's humility and not pride because humility creates thankfulness. Amen? All right. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee standing by himself prayed, Thus God, I thank you that I'm not like the other, extortion, other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector standing far off would not even lift his eyes to heaven. So if you're reading out of King James, it would say that he's bowing, actually. But beat his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. So you know the people who are, are arrogant and uh, conceited, high-minded, high-headed, you know, think highly of themselves. Uh, maybe, they're, maybe you might even say their stuff don't stink. You ever worked with them or went to church? They're usually, everybody is usually always trying to fix you and your stuff, and their stuff isn't fixed before they're trying to fix you. Just say amen. You, know, you need to get your act together first before you talk to me. Amen. All right. So these two men, we're going to talk about these guys, the two men who went up to the, to the temple to pray. One's a Pharisee, so this guy's a religious nut job. He's a religious nut job. He's standing by, him, uh, by himself, and he's praying. And he's not even really thankful, but he kind of uses that thankfulness to Jeannie like he's, uh, like he's really super hyper-religious. You ever met anybody that's super hyper-religious, and everything they say to you is it's, it's got to be like they're quoting Scripture to you and telling you what you need to do, or we need to cast out the devil and lay hands on you. We need to do something. It's got to be some type of religious activity, Chuck, that's going to fix your issue. See, it's not religion that fixes people. It's Jesus that fixes people. Amen? Religion ain't got nothing to do with fixing you. And let's be honest, religion couldn't fix you. That's why you ended up coming to Jesus in the meantime. Okay. Well, I tell you what, it was hard to get it out of the last service. They're, they really, 
They're struggling. <laughs> Don't tell them I said that. You should see. They're nothing like you guys. <laughs> you guys are super religious. <laughs> Can I keep going? I mean, no, stop it. All right, so I... And I've, you've read the story, Terry, like I have. And this guy, he's, all the time the Pharisees are getting ready to do something. Doo, 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 doo. You know, they're going to announce what they're doing. God, I'm so thankful that I'm not like that guy. That guy's really arrogant, isn't he? I mean, this dude, I don't even want to be around guys like that. They're just so arrogant and so, so full of themselves. They're, they would be considered high-headed or high-minded, and that's kind of the definition of being prideful. And we'll get into those uh, actual biblical scriptures about pride and humility and being thankful. So he's not really thankful, but he acts like he's thankful. He says, I'm not like the other men. He names what, what type of men they are, the extortioners, the unjust, the adulterers, or even like this tax collector. So he starts bagging on the tax collector. And we already know tax collectors already have a preconceived, people have a preconceived idea about tax collectors. What do they do? They collect taxes. And, and then they end up spending, you know, the money on, on things they shouldn't be spending on. But that's another story. He says, and then he's given his resume in verse 12. He says, I fast twice a week. And it, that reminds me of the guy who always tells you how much he reads his Bible. Amen. Oh, pastor, I read 10 chapters every day. I go, you liar. You do not. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 Mike, I, when I get up, I read the whole Old Testament. I mean, I, I hear this all the time. No, you don't. Let me tell you something. I got some wise advice from a pastor when I became into uh, being a pastor. He said, read one chapter a day and then apply it. Yeah. We, we can preach and we can read, but application is a whole other ball of wax. So you read one chapter every day and apply that word to your life, the whole world would be different. Can I get an amen from God's people? Now say hello. hello. Mm. I'm trying to pull it together today. This is like a counseling session for me too. All right, so he thanks God. So this dude's putting on the Ritz. He's, and, and, and we're going to do this. I've been kind of doing this because this is how I can relate, and hopefully it helps you relate. So, he's, he's, uh, so you remember when your mom and dad said, you need to come off of your high horse, mister. The first time I've ever heard my dad call me another name besides Patrick. When I'm in trouble, it's Patrick. But when I heard it, I never heard this, Mrs. Rubel. He called me Mr. I'm like, whoa, I'm moving up in ranks. No, you're not. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I remember it was like that was the first time I ever got in trouble with Johnny Law. You know, St. Louis County brought me home, and he set me down in a chair. I was like, oh, man, this ain't going to be good. Then he called me Mr. I go, maybe I'm out of trouble. No, I'm not. But when you're, when you're a teenager or you're somebody who's, not, or who's very prideful, you're high-headed. You don't have to listen to the law. Watch this. I'm doing my own thing. I'm doing, I don't need the law and I don't need church and I don't need, any, I don't need anybody. I'm doing my own thing. That's called 
high-headedness. So I'll tell you this, and I'll, I'll move on. I'm trying to make this quick. So I have a horse. His name's Hudson. And he's a, he's a buckskin quarter horse, and he's full of himself. And when you get after you saddle him up, the first thing he does, he picks his head up, man. He's, he's prancing around. He's letting you know he's the, he's the deal. So when I bought him, they said, hey, man, when you get ready, Tony, to bid him up, put your hand on top of his head. And when you do, you're, I mean, like this, you got to bring him down here. Follow me, guys, because I need to work with him, and I can't work with a horse who's got his head up here. And it's just like God. He can't work with people whose heads are up here. So sometimes what you got to do is you got to take him a couple laps around the arena so he'll start to drop his head. And God's doing that with some people today. He's allowing you to take a couple laps around the arena of life until you've had enough. You start to drop your head and you're not prideful anymore where he can start talking to you today. Do I got anybody's attention now? And when he, he's like that, and, and the ears are straight up like this, and his eyes are like this. You want to get on, man? Hey, man, I mean, some of you guys, I mean, high-headedness. You know it all. You've been there. I'm prideful the whole. Remember, we're going to be under the banner of humility, not under the banner of pride. Pride. Amen. And, and sometimes it just takes longer for God to get your head down than other people. Sometimes people, they'll drop their head down real quick, and some people just run around the arena with their head all up, go, no, no, no. And he'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'll allow whatever it takes to, for you to uh, draw to him. Amen? All right. So that's this guy. He thinks that he's not like that. And, he, and then he gives his resume like works is going to get him closer to the Lord. All the stuff that you do is not going to get you closer to the Lord. The only reason that you'll get closer to the Lord is because you start to bow to the Lord more. Amen. He says, well, I give tithes of all that I get. Well, wing ding. Whoopee. You ever heard anybody, oh, I did this. Well, don't tell anybody. Give tithes all that I get. But the tax collector standing far off, he wouldn't even lift his eyes to the Lord. But he beat his breast. So why is he doing it? He's saying to God, be merciful to me, a sinner. He finally realized that he's a sinner. And if you realize you're a sinner, you need a Savior. And his name is Jesus the Christ, church. Can I get an amen? See, you don't understand. You don't understand when you're high-minded and you're on your high horse. And, and if you have a parent that told you you need to come down off your high horse, just raise your hand and say amen. On the high horse. I don't know where they, I mean, it was just like, that just rolled off their tongue like, like nothing. Get off your high horse or whatever. You know, my mom and dad would say that. Sometimes, sometimes when we go on in life as teenagers or young adults or whatever it is or maybe even young in our Christianity, we, we don't think that we need one another. But the Bible says otherwise. We need each other. We need to be in church. We need to be amongst his bride, which is the church. Okay, so here we go. So he's, he's standing far off. He, he says, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. So he's going to humble you one way or another. And I, and I got a big ending for this, Chuck, at the end, so stay around. 
and 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 I've and, and I'll talk back, I'll, I'll talk horse to you again here in a minute. There's there's a there's a way of getting you even. Watch this, even actually, even if you don't want to drop your head, God's going to get you to drop your head one way or another. You just got to figure if you want to do it. Watch this class. You want to do it now, or you want to do it on the other side of eternity. But if you do it on the other side of eternity, it's too late. One way or another, he's going to get you to drop your head down. I promise you that. And we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. So th- this is very, very important to listen to this last verse here. But the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So if you're always wanting to be first in line or I need to be first at eating and stuff like that, you got the wrong attitude. you got a, you got a very prideful and a very arrogant attitude. Turn with me into Proverbs 29, 23, and we'll talk a little bit about pride. And there were, these, are, these are all scriptural uh, definitions here. Um, so let me get here real quick. Boom, boom, boom. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 23. All righty. 29:23. One's pride will bring him low. But he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. Let me read that and I'll give you, I'll tell you what's going on here. We've been talking about it here for a couple minutes. One's pride will bring him low. That means it's going to get you in trouble and God's going to have to bring you down. But he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. Now turn with me very quickly to Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 17. This could be the best scripture of the day. So write this down or please text this to your, your family members. Because I'm going, to, I'm going to teach you something you probably don't know. It says in 6.16 in Proverbs, there are six things that the Lord hates. Hold on, Pastor Mark. I didn't know that God had the capacity to hate. Yeah, he does. Watch this class. He hates sin. He hates sin. All we, here's the deal in 2021. We live however we want to live, Steve Cherry. We, all we're worried about now is if we're happy. Watch this, don't, just go out, here you go. Bill, just be happy. Just, just be happy. I wonder, I wonder if, if you guys would keep coming to this church if, if all I was worried about was being happy. Oh, just be happy. I tell all the ministry leaders, hey, well, back there in the children's ministry, just I want them to be happy. Youth ministry, teach them just to be happy. Boxing ministry, be happy. Uh, president of the travelers, just be happy. What is that? That's just like what the world's doing. Just be happy. Go do whatever you want. God said no. He goes, the standard's higher than that. He said, the standard's higher than that. Here's the deal. I can't drop the standard down so everybody's happy. I'm giving you what you need, not what you want. Church, listen to this. Oh, it's good. This is going to blow your hair back, Terry. Listen. Six things the Lord's hate, seven that are an abomination to him. When we hear abomination, the world goes, well, I don't know about that. Abomination is hatred coupled with disgust. That's hatred and disgust put together, and that's what the Lord feels about this first one. Guess what it is? Haughty eyes. Say it with me, haughty eyes. That's prideful eyes. Out of of the top of the list on everything that the Lord hates, he hates pride. He hates pride. He loves humility, but he hates pride. Pride is what Satan, uh, uh, the reason Satan was kicked out of heaven was through pride. You know what he thought? He thought he was going to take God's position. Oh, no. 
You're not taking that position. That's only for me. And so he ends up kicking him out of heaven and a third of the angels, you know, and they're cast down to the earth. So don't come to God thinking that you're, you're too cool for school or you're conceited or you're too high-headed. God will deal with that attitude, mister. Say mister. All right. Look what's right behind that that he hates. Hands that shed innocent blood. Hands that shed innocent blood. We call it health care now. Pastor Jay, we call hands that shed innocent blood health care. Am I at the right church or I need to go someplace else? You shed innocent blood. God hates that. You can't stand under that banner of pride. You have to bring yourself under the banner of humility. A heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and the one who sows discord among brothers. Let me tell you about sowing discord. The squeaky wheel may get the oil outside in the world, but it doesn't get it here at church. Amen. The word of God is supreme in this church. Amen. A lot of times out in the world, if you whine and complain enough, you'll get, you'll get what you need out there. But that's a false way of living because we don't want to teach our kids that. Amen. You can whine and complain all you want. You can, get, you can get happy in the same pants you got sad in. I'll let you know. You ever seen a kid fall on the ground and just be? That's the way some adults are right now. Look at your neighbor and say, grow up, Jack. Here's what I would outlaw today. At Thanksgiving Day dinner, Annie, don't bring your text message or your phone calls. No phones at the Thanksgiving table today. Amen. Put your phone away, son. Let's go out to eat. You ever go out to eat, invite somebody out to eat, you pay for it and they're on their phone? If I invite you out to eat and I'm paying for it, next time put your phone away. I want to talk to you, not the back of your phone. Is that okay? Okay. Here's the one on Thanksgiving. And you can get back on it as soon as you leave. It'll only be about an hour. <laughs> what? An hour? <laughs> Amen. Uh, Psalm 100 says, <laughs> it's about being thankful. This is my favorite one for sure. Psalm 100, it's easy. Five verses. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Go ahead and clap real quick and we'll get it over with. Amen. I can hear that through the TV. Man, they're loud out there. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know the Lord, he is God, and it is he who made us, and we are his, and we are his people, and the sheep of his pasture, enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Now, I'm looking in the five verses. There's at least seven or eight words in there. It says it's his. So that means it's just on to borrow to you. You're going to manage it and pass it off to somebody else when they put you in a box. Well, I don't know. It's pretty special. Shine her up. 
Shine her up so you can pass it on to somebody else. All the stuff that you have, all the stuff that we have, all the way down to the air that you breathe is all his. Say it. It's his. So that, that kind of that kind of knocks the, the pridefulness down just a little bit. Because if I don't remember who it all came from, then I think that I'm the one that's creating the deal. Just say, oh, me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the last one, I'll let you guys rise up. I told you it was quick. This one's on humility, and it is for sure one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. And Mike Sr. already knows what it is. It comes from John 3.30. It's all about humbleness. Now, let me set the stage for you, Pastor uh, Mark Fincher. So you, you probably already know this, but John the baptizer was the first prophet. And you can drop the house lights down up there. Thank you, Jackie. John the baptizer was the first uh, prophet in the New Testament. And uh, a very humble man. And I love John the baptizer's dress code. He's... He dresses like Pastor Pat does with just the camel's hair and the, and the diet of the, of the of locusts and wild honey. I love wild honey, but I don't know about the locusts, but I still love his attitude. So we get everybody into the ministry, and yours is to do music and pastor and sing and everything else that you all do, work in sound booth. John the Baptizer had a, had a, had a ministry that just would, would, would just probably flatten everybody's ego today. And I would say, Pastor Mark, build up that ministry. Daddy-O and the motorcycle guys all, build it up, build it up, build it up. Burger, build it up. Stephanie, build up the kids' ministry. Jesus calls him the greatest man born among women. So if you want to be like somebody, be like Jesus or John the Baptist. He was the front runner for Jesus. If you're going to be the front runner for Jesus, you're going to, Mikey, if you're going to be an ambassador for Christ, you've got to be a humble dude. I mean a front runner. I mean up front, Sheehan. He's going to put you up front. You've got to be humble. What is his ministry? Let's see what his ministry is in John 3.30. He must increase. What does it say? But I must what? Oh, my gosh. That means Josh, instead of getting a bunch of thumbs up on Facebook, they're all going to be giving me thumbs down. That's going to give me low self-esteem. I'm going to have to take some time off. I'm going to have to hug a puppy or something. You mean my, my, it, it, hold on, it ain't about me, this thing, uh, John the Baptist is not all about that. No, he said no. He said, I'm not Christ. I, I, I can't, watch this, I can't even carry his shoes. I can't even tie his sandals. Isn't that why we get our hair done and tan and work out and everything so everybody can look at me? Look at me, I six-pack abs and all that. You see how hard I'm working? You see me? Me? My kingdom, my way, my this, my money, my house, my car, my horse, my this, my that. Jesus said, man, if you want to be first in my kingdom, you better lose that attitude. Remember what I told you about the laps around Bill, around the, the horse arena? Sometimes... In the horse world, when we're getting in and we're getting ready to rope and we're roping steers and that horse's head, Tony's too high and I can't deal with him. I take him down to my buddy that's a cowboy. And he'll see me. I see, he goes, well, show me what you're doing. And I'll back in the box. He'll still be a little high-headed. And then after a while, he'll go, you know what he says, Becca? He said, get off the horse. 
It's time for me to put on a clinic. We're going we're gonna to get the horse to drop his head down. It's coming down one way or another because we know we can't do anything with him the way he is. And within about 20 minutes, senior, his head comes from here to here. Because he knows what he's doing. He's a cowboy. And that's the way Jesus is. He knows exactly what he's doing. He'll, he'll, he'll do whatever it takes to get you to drop your head down, son. He'll, he'll get you. He'll, he'll drop you down a couple of pegs, my dad said. You ain't too cool for school for Jesus. You ain't too tough for him. If it's too hard for you, it's just right for him, ma'am. Oh, we're going to go there now. I want to ask you a question. I told you this at the beginning of the, of the sermon, Mike Berger. I said, listen, if, if you're too prideful to come to Jesus, that's where he's going to leave you. Donna, if you don't want to come to Jesus, he just goes, you know what? He don't want to come. He don't want to see me. But you know something? When somebody's that high-headed, they're dangerous. It's like a horse. When a horse is high-headed, they're dangerous. They're on a, a one-way wrecking mission. What's it going to take today, church, to get you to drop your head down for the Lord? I hope it's, I hope it's not a tragedy. In the ministry, we call it a wake-up call. And I want you to close your eyes, and I'm going to ask you this question. Anybody had a wake-up call in this church before? I mean a straight-up wake-up call. I had one. You have two. You go, oh, only God could keep you through that. Bill and Mike and the rest of the veterans in this church, you know. Church, you know the only way soldiers can get out of uh, harm's way through Nam and Afghanistan, Iraq and Korea and all the rest of the wars is just by the mighty hand of God. You got, you got to get here. You got to be in this church and go, the only reason I'm here, daddy the only reason I'm standing here today is because of God. The only, there's no way you can think you're so great that you, you deflected all the fiery darts of the enemy. You're not that prideful, are you? Thinking that you got here on your own merit? Sometimes a road in life, it's rough out there. It's, I can just see... Take him on another lap, he said. Take him on another lap. How many laps do you need to go? How many, how many more close calls do you need? Flipping the car, Donna, all this and that. You got to stop. I figured out the only reason I'm here is by the grace of God. Say it with me. The grace of Almighty God. You ain't here under your own merit. You guys ought to write a book. You guys got a testimony the world needs to hear. The teenagers need to hear. Mickey, you can't make it this far in, Terry, without the hand of God being on you. You ain't that prideful. To We need to humble ourselves and go, you know what, man? I thank God that I made it here today. 
Can you imagine the war that was going on to try to keep you all out of church? It started when you got up. I know, oh, yeah, I'm not going today for sure. And I'm not going with you. That's dang sure. I'm not going with you. Not going. But you ended up coming with them anyways, didn't you? Oh, well, I'm never going back again. Well, that's fine. So I'm going to preach it double. I'm going to double down on it then if you don't show back up. So then I'm going to crack this one on you, and I want you to listen to me very carefully. I finally, Pastor, I finally have dropped my pride. I got my, I got my head down where you told me it needs to be, where God can speak to me. And I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. I'm ready to get right with Jesus. And if you are a Christian and you've been running around the arena, the rope pin with a, with a high head like you're, a, like you're some kind of a big deal. Well, I know it all. and I, Oh, yeah, the, somebody owes me something. Here, that guy. And you're ready to just drop it down a couple notches. God's ready to speak to you right now. And I want to meet you right here it, 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 where the humility starts to work in and it starts to season you. Would you meet me down here and just step out of the aisle? One, two, three. Come on down. Boom, right there. Come on. Right there. Just I, I'm ready to dr- get rid of this pride. Just drop it off, and I'm going to pray for you that would God give you a spirit of humbleness. And right after this humbleness becomes thankfulness. Who's going to be first to meet me down here? I'm going to pray for you. There you go. Come on. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying. Watch this. I'm just trying to get it together with you. I don't want to be a prideful, arrogant person that nobody wants to be around you know what after a while people don't even want to be around you if you're that high-headed it's kind of like a horse when you tie it to the to the dang trailer it's high-headed you don't know what it's going to do people don't want to be around it i ain't going to get around that horse it's crazy that was what they say that thing's untrained nobody wants to be around it Today's the day we're putting it down, man. We ain't going to keep living through this. This, day, this, this pride, Terry's a mess, Pastor Jay. It's a mess. The world's living under the banner of pridefulness when it should be under the banner of humility. Well, we just, here you go, Pastor Mark. We're just going to do whatever we want to do, and we want you to sign off on it. He won't sign off on it in this church because that's a mess. Let's pray together, friends. What a beautiful song. When you, sit at the, when you sit at the Thanksgiving Day table, I want, you, I want you to be thinking about this. Think about Jesus and think about our, our forefathers that came here for the first Thanksgiving in the 1600s. You know what they were thankful for? A bountiful harvest. Let's pray together. Father God, pride reeks to you. It's it's a stench. But being humble is, 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 is a is a wonderful thing, and we wanna we wanna bring that to the table today, Lord God. And I pray that you you work with us and you help us through this that this struggle we call life. Let us have the greatest thanksgiving this coming Thursday that we've ever had. And let it start with each and every person who has gathered here today.
Forgive us, Lord God, where we're too prideful to hear you. Oh, Lord God, jerk us to our knees. And let us leave under the banner of humility and love. And all God's children today said amen.